Hi, everyone. This is Kate. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a new friend I'd like to introduce you to. This is Nicole Berlucci, and we met in a group called Praise Writers. We are both um, hopeful authors that um, have books that the Lord has put on our hearts and will hopefully be out in the world someday. And um, you can definitely find Nicole on her blog at NicoleBerlucci.com. I'll put how to get to her in, in the show notes. And welcome, Nicole. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I love the podcast. I love the scenes. And so I'm just super excited. I'm so, I'm so excited. It's been such a wonderful journey. And I'm already, what, one of the most exciting things to me is I'm already learning new saints and so much about saints that I didn't already know. So this is equally fun for me too, just to learn more and and hear about people's journeys. So Nicole, tell us who your saint is that you have tripped over in your life that's come along beside you. Yes. So I know you've talked about the Blessed Mother a few times and she is you know, queen of the saints. So I could go on and on about her. Yes. Um, But (laughs) I know some of your guests have talked about her. So I, um, I picked a saint who's just really been um, an intercessor through me through multiple paths and challenges in my life and who came early on, especially when, um, you know, as a working mother, I was just really struggling, you know, like balancing uh, work, my prayer life, and children, and um, it's St. Francis de Sales, who he's just so, so good about um, just being gentle with yourself and um, and just trusting that the Lord is working and, like, not beating yourself up too much um, when you find yourself, um, you know, making mistakes or, uh, you know, not practicing the virtues that you're working on or, or what have you. And so he just offers so many practical ways to incorporate prayer into your life, um, to be thinking about Jesus and, um, just, uh, you know, creating virtue, growing virtue. So I love that about him. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. Well, I honestly don't know that much about him. So please tell me everything. (laughs) okay yeah so um so uh i guess i'll start with um he is patron saint both of catholic writers and of deaf people and so um so in terms of writing that's how i came to first discover him um as a patron saint and um I was surprised to know that. And the reason why he is considered uh, the patron state of Catholic writers is because he was um, in France uh, during kind of the height of the Protestant Reformation. I think it was the Calvinists maybe that he was, um, you know, confronted with most often. And he was just having a terrible time preaching as a priest. And he was like, attacked like two foot throw rocks at him and he was yelled at all the time and um, he just could not make any inroads. And so what he started doing was writing uh, his preaching and would deliver pamphlets, buy them under the doors to people to, you know, and they started opening their hearts. And the other thing he did was he engaged the youth. 
And when he saw how the, or when the parents saw how the youth were being engaged by him, they began to open their hearts and listen to his preaching. And um, it's, he brought, I forget, I think the number is like, um, it's tens of thousands. I want to say it's like 40,000 people, they say, converted while he was preaching in that um, area of France, which is just so amazing. And so as a writer, you know, someone that writes about the faith, um, I'm always trying to do that, like just really practical, like everyday things that can help us about God and just draw him into our everyday life. And so anytime I have, I have a medal, I don't have it on right now in a place that's just, well, I have like a scapular where you can tuck the metals inside. And if I have to pull it out, I probably won't be able to find it. But um, he is like, he's just always there, um, always close to my heart and just helping me write about the right things. And I will say, you know, when I first started writing, um, I got way off the path. Like um, when you go into the world of social media and you start wanting to kind of keep up, like, oh, I don't have enough followers. I need yes. to do all these things. Yep. And I started writing about, so even though faith was where I wanted to be writing, I started writing about like, you know, how to repurpose wood siding and into planters or like, yes. like just I absolutely relate. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so it's really, um, it really just took me in a totally different direction to the point where I actually, I just stepped away. I, you know, closed down my account, closed down my blog and, um, and so said, you know, this isn't what you want, Lord. I know it's not what you want. And so it took me, you know, a couple of years to kind of get refocused and, and come back. And I'm sure that St. Francis was part of um, the intercession there. But the other piece is um, that I am deaf. I have um, bilateral cochlear implants. I um, lost my hearing during each pregnancy. It was slowly declining. They couldn't really explain um, what was going on. I really believe uh, the Lord was just working on my heart <laughs> when all is said and done, um, getting me to pay attention to him. But again, um, St. Francis de Sales, he became a huge intercessor. And I actually had no idea, even though I was, um, you know, a, a great follower of his, uh, I didn't know that he was the patron saint of deaf people. And it was um, a woman I was connected with, this woman, Alice, um, who had a cochlear implant done. And I was trying to figure out, like, is this the way I want to go? Because there was risk. They, they would always tell you, you know, it might not work, right? So you might go through the surgery and everything's the same. And so um, I talked with her and she said, um, I'd really love to send you this holy card. Um, if that's okay, St. Francis de Sales is the saint that I pray to. And I was like, oh, like, yes, please. I love him. And so she mailed me um, that holy card. And there was like a prayer to, to pray as it relates to your hearing. And so my other challenge with my hearing was I um, wasn't, Vanderbilt's like one of the top um, hospitals here in Nashville where you can um, get that surgery done. And I was having the toughest time getting in. I just like could not get a hold of someone to make the appointment. I was feeling extremely frustrated. And I still remember so vividly, I was driving in my car was right near the Walmart in our town. And I, I, I just said to the Lord, I was like, I don't know what you're trying to teach me here, but like you have got to show me because I like, I'm deaf. I am like 
this is very, this is a hard cross for me and I don't know what to do. And so um, literally two weeks later, I started getting packages in the mail from cochlear device companies. I'm like, how do they even know that <laughs> I'm like looking at this surgery? I, I just felt like it was so weird. And then the last package I received said, your team at Vanderbilt um, asked us to send this information. And I was like, what? My team at Vanderbilt? I haven't even talked to anyone at Vanderbilt. Like, what is going on? And so um, here, like, an, another week passed, and I got a letter in the mail, like, from Vanderbilt. This is the date of your appointment. You're coming in for evaluation. And so went in for evaluation, and, of course, whether insurance covers the surgery is a huge question because it's not deemed a necessary surgery. Um, granted, my hearing at the time was under 20%, which is usually typically uh, a qualifying factor. And so um, I just, again, continued to pray to St. Francis de Sales, please intercede for me. I need this surgery. I just need something. I need to at least try. And would you believe, I'm sure you will, <laughs> That on his feast date, I received a phone call from my insurance company approving the surgery. Oh, and my I word. was just like, mind blown. I mean, it was just, yeah, so good. And just so he has been walking with me and continues to walk with me. And I'm just so incredibly grateful to him for, for that, for the prayers and the guidance that he has provided throughout my life. Thank you so much for sharing that. Praise God. Because, you know, so many times we ask God to just show us a glimpse, show us a little bit, give us something of your plan because we have, we have little faith and we just need, we need help and we want our faith to increase. And we have that prayer, Lord, increase our faith. And when things like that happen, and you get a phone call on a feast day. <laughs> and the Lord's <laughs> like, hey, I'm here. I'm here. Yes. To see, do you see? And thank you for sharing that. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was so special. It really was. So, do, so I, you know, I shared before we um, started recording, it was so special to like get in, pull out some of St. Francis's books and letters and, just see what I had highlighted. And so I wanted to share, if that's okay with you, like yes, a few things. Um, so one is uh, St. Francis de Sales and uh, St. Jane de Chantal. So St. Jane was one of his directees. He was their spiritual director. And she ended up becoming a saint herself. And she was a mom. And um, so a lot of his advice for her was like always really practical. But this is a book of their letters. And um so I wanted to share this one part that he writes. Um, and so he says, but if you really like the prayers you are used to saying, please don't drop them. And if you happen to leave out some of what I'm telling you to do, have no scruples about it. For here is the general rule of our obedience written in capital letters. And he does write it in capital letters. <laughs> do all through love, nothing through constraint. Love obedience more than you fear disobedience. Isn't that great? 
That's amazing. So good. Yeah. My word of the year is nothing. So it's like, uh, it was a good reminder to read that uh, line again. And then, uh, as I mentioned, I am writing um, a book um, that is about, it's the story of my marriage and um, just the importance of the rosary. The rosary played in my conversion the conversion of my heart like I had some hardness of heart going on and and then my husband's as well like just bringing us together um for a really holy union and so um probably his most famous book is an introduction about life and so he's talking here um about the wedding feast at Cana and so he says would that our blessed Savior were always invited to all marriage feasts as to that of Cana. Then the wine of consolation and benediction would never be lacking. For the reason this is so scarce is that Adonis is invited instead of Jesus Christ and Venus instead of his blessed mother. He that would have his land fair and modeled as Jacob's were must like him set fair rods of divers colors before the sheep when they meet to couple. And he that would have success in marriage ought to ought in his espousals to set before himself the sanctity and dignity of this holy sacrament. But instead of this, there are a thousand disorderly diversions, feastings, and words. No wonder then that unhappiness follows. And so that's a lot. My book is like about, um, I I touch on, when we were planning for our wedding, we were really planning for the wedding day, right? And we weren't, um, we weren't getting ready for our marriage. Yes. And just um, how often that happens, like when we're young and like, just so, there's so much focus on who's going to be in the wedding party and, um, you know, are you going to have a DJ or a band or like, all right. those things? Yes. And so St. Francis reminds us like, Who's supposed to be invited to the wedding? Jesus, Mary. And thankfully, you know, we had, uh, you know, we were married in the church and we did, um, after communion, consecrate our marriage to Mary. And I was like, thank goodness we did that because she definitely stepped in and was interceding. And so uh, just a beautiful uh, reminder from St. Francis de Sales. Oh, that's so beautiful. You're so right. I think, you know, even when you're a little girl and you're dreaming of the cake and the dress and all the things, at some point, someone needs to step in and teach us, okay, the day, it's a beautiful day and it's special and sacred. However, what you're preparing for is this sacrament of a lifetime and laying down your identity as, you know, daughter and really stepping into an entirely new role, a new vocation. And that comes with a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, and actually, St. Francis de Sales has another, he has, I think it's in one of the letters, he talks about just that, um, that idea of, you know, when you're pursuing holiness, don't try to like, have it down the throat of those around you. He doesn't use those words, but like he says, like, don't, you know, be so in their face that um, you're turning them off, 
you know, and that they're not supportive of the path you want to be on, right? Just do your thing and do it gently and wisely. And so it's just so many great things there. Uh, that's so beautiful. I So I, I converted in college and my husband, at the time we were dating, we weren't even engaged yet, but he was so gentle with my questions. And so just, I mean, gentle is really the only word. He was very respectful. He never made me feel um, less than or uneducated or silly. He always respected where I, (laughs) where I came from and why I had these questions. And I think that's a, that's a huge part of the conversion for me is that I had such a safe and sweet way, time in that discernment process. And I can remember saying, I do not want people to think that I am converting for you because that's just not, that's not why we're doing this. And so I told him he couldn't be my sponsor as I learned about the church of Mexico. <laughs> I was like, no, you, I'm going to, my roommate was my sponsor, um, <laughs> my sweet friend Kelly. And she was the same way. She was very, very gentle and very encouraging with those. And I think if there had been, you know, a feeling of, well, you should know this, or of course you're wrong, or of course it, any of those things, I would have just immediately shut down. Um, but because of that, because of that, it it left me space to talk with the Holy Spirit about what was happening and really to unravel. Just when it for me, what it came down to was misconceptions and semantics, and it really did. Looking back, it's like it's just about unraveling what I had been taught that was wrong and realizing the truth of the church, you know. Yeah, and I I feel, you know, and you could probably speak to this better, but I do feel like I, if I try to argue with someone that is trying to learn about the faith, it really doesn't go anywhere. But if I'm really just like, hey, like, let's let's learn from each other. Let's, Let's talk through this. and. Um, it just, you know, plants those seeds a little bit easier that will, you know, God will sprout on, you know, and all the good will come from it. So, yes, it makes me think of all of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Like if you invite the Holy Spirit to be there, then there is love and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness. Yeah. there, It's not going to be this argumentative strife fighting. And I, Gosh, the faster I learn that and get out of my own way and just let the Holy Spirit work, <laughs> I would do a lot better. <laughs> right? What are we all? Are we I all? know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. I am so excited that you told us about him because as a hopeful Catholic writer, I should know him. <laughs> Yes, you should for sure. Oh my goodness! I have a whole. Uh, I'll send you a list of the books, uh, the few that I have read. Um, I'm sure that there's so many more um, beyond what I've read, but he was a very prolific writer. So I would love that because then I can put those in the notes for everyone 
um, yeah, let us know if you have a favorite or one that really helped you okay. on your journey. And what a double blessing. Actually, I'm... No, go ahead. What, what, what a say? double blessing that he's also the patron saint of death. Yes. Oh. I mean, what are the chances? I know. That's why I know. Like, he is. So I once went to a talk up um, on the Dominican campus here, the Nashville Dominican Sisters. And um, I forget the sister's name who gave the talk. But anyway, it was on the saints. And just how we're always, you know, in pilgrimage here on earth. And she said, and she asked the question, you know, who's you're if you're going to a coffee shop with the saints, who's at your table with you? And he was one of my saints. And um, it just so happened, Sister Anne Catherine, who has become a friend, a friend of mine from just spending time up there. She and I were reading this, this letters um, book between uh, St. Francis de Sales and St. James de Chantal at the same time. And she was, you know, she had mentioned, she's like, it's, it, it's like intense because it's a lot of letters, a lot of directions. You're taking in so much information. And she's like, we should get together and talk about it. I was like, yes, let's do that. And so um, I just love that picture. I always try to picture that, like the scenes that are there. She even called them a cheering section at one point. Like when you're like not, um, where you're in a situation where you could act not virtuously, but you end up acting virtuously and she's like they're all in heaven like yes 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 yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like yes that's such a good visual I love it I love that I do I think about that all the time I there is a there's someone at our church that on the back of their car they have like their saint team and it's okay, like, that's awesome. Yes. And I always think I want to put that on the back of my car and just <laughs> drive around and proclaim like, yeah. these are my intercessors. These are the, these are the people I ask to pray for me because Lord knows I need their specific help. <laughs> for my, for I my love team. that. I love I that. Oh my gosh. That's so great. I could totally see the cheering section. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> that's a sweet visual. I love it. And there's one last thing I want to mention about him. It's just how he signed his letters, which I love. And I think that St. Jane ended up picking it up from him, but he always signed his letters, live Jesus, not live like Jesus, live Jesus. And that's such a powerful um, reminder and message. Just live Jesus, live his life in your life. That is so beautiful and so strong. It really catches your attention, you know? Yeah. Live yeah. Jesus. Well, hopefully that's what we all do is we live Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, well, thank you, Nicole, so much for your time today and sharing him with us. And um, I will be sure again and put how to find Nicole's blog in our show notes and um, all the resources, um, books that she's read for today. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is so fun. I really loved it. And I can talk about tons of scenes. So anytime you want to have me. Oh my goodness. I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Nicole. All right. Thank you so much for joining us for tripping over the saints. 
I hope you enjoyed meeting our new friend, and I cannot wait to introduce you to more new friends. If you would like to become a patron of this podcast, we would love for you to join in at Patreon. The donations you make go directly to cover the hosting, technical support, and donations we make to our speakers and podcasters and missionaries that come on the show to introduce us to someone new. Have a great day, and I cannot wait to talk to you again.